Welcome on in to another edition of the Declaration Podcast. My name is Ty DeClaire. Thanks for tuning in today. Yeah. Let's go. How is everyone doing today? Hope you're doing well. First, I'd like to thank Patreon over in the squad. We have Liam Nolan at Liam Nolan and Boyan Antonoff at a Boyan V Antonoff. Thank you all so much. Over in the Angels, we got Chris Pierce at Chris Pierce 103. This month, Chris and I are going to be working on doing a little journaling each day. We've been going back and forth to trying to add in some challenges, things like that for ourselves throughout the month. And I'll touch base on challenges in a second here. But our plan right now is to try and do some journaling, get uh, reconnected with that side of my self-care and looking forward to it. Also, do your heart for the environment. Pick up some garbage. Sort your recycling. Do what you can. Also like to thank Mason Tim at MT underscore the underscore RMT. Mason gets some love on the show today, so I won't uh, I won't belabor the point. Also like to thank Matt Nafe at Matt Nafe. Matt, I love you, buddy. Hope you're doing well. Have to get you back on the show real soon. If you want to support the show, head on over to patreon.com slash the declaration online. We'd love to have you over there. For the mental health check this week, uh, today is March 1st as I record this. So today is officially transitioning over to challenge with the journaling. February was a month where it was a challenge to try and cut out like junk food. Um, There were some other, you know, restrictions that uh, Trevor and I discussed and Chris and I kind of came up with this other idea just simultaneously about eating healthier. I know we did. We talked about it previously. What I found was the more that I tried to do strict rules, the less likely I was to do things. And I just found myself becoming very fatigued with the strict all or nothing type challenges that I've been doing over the last while, like 100 pushups a day or these ones, especially where it's like major life changes in terms of, you know, what I'm eating, how I'm doing things. I just find I get tired and I wanted to focus more on something that, you know, refilled my cup rather than spent from my cup while still being something that will help me in my mental health, my physical health, what have you. So for this month, that's why I'm going on to the journaling. And yeah, just hoping to get that insight that that, that just explore what's going on and hopefully find, you know, answers, areas, goals, all that good stuff from that. Also, in the midst of two Fantasy football drafts in February slash March for Dynasty. And (laughs) one of them, we're like on the last round, but we've been going super slow. So it's just been one of those things that's been taking my mental energy throughout the day is, oh, drafting, oh, drafting. And now I'm in another one. And that one is probably going to be going on for a little bit as well. It It just drains you mentally having, you know, too many things on the stove at one time. So I'm really looking forward to being able to compartmentalize that, make room for myself just to have some quiet time, disconnect, all that. But um, yeah, other than that, just trying to focus on, you know, growth and understanding. It's just, it's so true that, you know, our growth comes from our lows and just, you know, those difficult times we have, those challenges, those periods of depression, really. They can be the roots of change as just understanding what works for you, what doesn't work, and not trying to like deny that part of yourself where it doesn't work, but accepting it and living with it and living to get the life that you want. So I'm just trying to learn all that, and I'm really hoping to find some more uh, guidance in that through uh, the journaling. Before we get to the show today, I also wanted to remind everyone that I'm also on Twitch now. If you like video games, if you like hanging out with me, come on and tune in. Thursdays, 7 to 9 p.m. Atlantic Standard Time. So that's uh, 6 to 8 Eastern. And I believe 
fuck. No, I'm not even going to try Pacific right now. <laughs> Anyways, tune in if you can. We'd love to have you over there. I think we're going to be playing um, some more Civilization possibly this week or some Rocket League. It's always fun. Uh, I would love to see you in there. And yeah. Also doing things on TikTok with the Twitch. So feel free to check that out. It's all part of the cool stuff we got going on over at Dino Beach Party right now. If you want to know more about Dino Beach Party, go check me out on Twitch in the show notes. This week on the show, we got Mama Tim, Helen Tim, mother, creator of Mason Tim, my boy. Helen and I have been trying to schedule this for some time, um, and I'm glad we were able to do it. You know, we got into a really cool conversation just about life after retirement, self-care, the roller coaster of life. Uh, I had her gas up her kids at the end, too, because, you know, I love their kids so much. And I just love Mama Tim. She's always there for you, always there when you need, but she's also real. And that's what I really appreciate. So you're going to like this episode. I know it. And let's get to it. Like, share, subscribe, share it with your friends. All that good stuff. Do the thing. Would be much appreciated. Come hang out on Twitch Thursday. Uh, if you can't be there on Thursday, I believe that the past shows also show up there. So, hey, just check it out. Let me know what you think. Follow me wherever on Instagram, what have you. Just keep up with me where you can. But other than that, uh, let's get to it. Uh, please welcome Mama Tim. Tim, thank you for joining us today on the Declaration Podcast. How are you doing today? Today's a good day. My uh, dearest friend and neighbor just celebrated her 59th birthday today. And due to COVID, we had to have a socially distanced garage party. Nice. What did that look like? Uh, Well, it was three of us. Uh, six feet apart with her own side table, uh, my puppy, uh, at my feet, uh, winter coats, hats, gloves, mitts, and our own beverage from our own home Mm -hmm. and, uh, candles, heaters. Well, it sounds like an Ontario party in the winter, but just a little more distance. That's right. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Perfect. And yeah, we're joined by Cooper tonight as well. Uh, Mama Tim's cute dog. Oh, tell us about Cooper. Well, Cooper is uh, four. He turned four in December 2020. Uh, he's a stud. He <laughs> makes puppies for a local breeder. And uh, yeah, he's uh, my curly redhead. <laughs> I've never had a redhead, <laughs> but that's what he is. He's my, my, my very own ginger. Yeah. Yeah. He's very cute. He's, his eyes will melt your heart, but, um, I, we've had a good snug me and me and Cooper. I, yep. I remember, um, when we went over to your place, when we were driving across Canada, actually, and I think Cooper had just gotten a haircut recently. It kind of broke my heart. <laughs> Yeah, because he kind of looked like a a, a a rat. Yeah, a little bit. But <laughs> yeah. I get it. I get it. I get it. Yeah. So, Mama Tim. Yes. If you were going to introduce yourself to someone or, you know, listeners over a podcast, what do you think is important to know about yourself? Uh, what's important to know about myself is I am uh one who loves to love. Uh, and one of the sayings that I've grown up with, and I'm sure everybody has heard this one, is uh, shame me once, shame on you, shame me twice, uh, you're done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so uh, I, I am a person who loves to love people 
and and open my heart and home and and as long as you're good to me i'll be good to you hmm. those are some I don't pretty, know. pretty good rules I, I would say to have right is yeah don't don't cross me and we can just love each other that, that sounds fair right <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> Perfect. Well, I do appreciate you coming on the podcast today. I know we've been thinking about trying to get one together for a while and we were finally able to make it happen. Mostly I just texted you and said, Hey, when you're free, but, <laughs> but yeah, no, I'm glad to have you on here. I know there's, you know, so many things that we want to talk about and probably some things we won't get to, but we'll have to come back for another time to get to them. But I figure, you know, the best Thing that I or the thing that I want to know really is just how have you been holding up with just everything that we've gone through over the last just calendar year really just there's been so much that's happened just how has that experience been for you and just what are you taking from it I, I have to say the craziest thing is that uh, I retired uh, in 2017. And I was, you know, putzing around, figuring out my own ideas of what else I wanted to do. Um, <clears throat> a few times uh, in the late fall of that first year, um, my mental health kind of caught me by surprise and, and brought me to a place that ended up being a little bit dark. And I thought, okay, you know what? I really need to find a purpose, you know, because uh, both my kids were young adults and out working and on their own. Well, not both of them on their own, but uh, both of them had their own lives. And so I wasn't, I wasn't a primary caregiver anymore. And so I needed to figure out what I needed or what I wanted to do. So anyhow, I, uh, I got Cooper, uh, the following spring and, uh, he really brought my life back into purpose because I like taking care of things. I like taking care of people. Mm. And, uh, so he became my purpose. Trev had his job. He was still working. You know, Lindsay was working, Mason had moved out and started his new life with Chelsea. And so I, I didn't have anything except for, you know, clean the toilets, wash the dishes, move things around the house. And uh, that wasn't making me happy. Mm. So uh, Cooper made me happy. Yeah. And he still does to this very day and moment. He's, uh, he's my pride and joy because, uh, uh, he makes me wake up in the morning and I got to pick up his poop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Yeah. And, uh, I, uh, I guess that's kind of how, uh, I, I felt for a long time was that I had no purpose after I retired. Mm. Yeah. That's, that can be tough, right? And like you said, the dogs can always just keep us on schedule, make us get up in the morning, take them out. You know, like they they just bring our lives so much joy. And it it really is one of those things that you get out of it what you put into it. At least yeah. that's what I'm finding, right? And yeah, I'm sure there's always times that I can give more for Delilah and, you know, give her more love, attention, whatever that can be. But she's just always there for you when you need her. And yep. I'm sure Cooper's the same way. Yeah. Like, you know, you've gone out and there's been bad traffic on the road and you're coming home from, you know, uh, a, a heavy day. Mm -hmm. And and then you open the door and, and there's this furry four-legged thing who has absolutely no idea what's gone on in your day. Mm -hmm. And they're bouncing at you and telling you, oh, my God, you're home. I'm so glad you're here. This is the best I've thing that's ever you. happened. <laughs> <laughs> Feed me. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, and I mean, I mean, I, I, I also got that out of my kids 
as well. You know, you go out for dinner and the babysitter and you get home. And if it's not past their bedtime, they're still up. And it's like, oh, mom, you know, they still gave that unconditional love as well. But it's completely different from a nonverbal entity. Yeah. It's it, it's very different. And and we we never had a pet with the kids. I mean, I think they probably would have liked it. At, the, at, at as children, but Trevor and I both worked full time, and we just didn't feel that it would have been fair for the animal to be sitting at home alone for you know six to eight hours. Mm. So uh, we never had a pet until we brought Cooper home. Mm. So that was uh, that was a real big uh, change in our lives. I believe it, and yeah, like you said, it's just one of those things where they it just it shows how much you're thinking ahead and thinking about others when it comes to that like yeah if you get a dog and you're not gonna be home it's not gonna get you know it'll still greet you the door and be like oh my goodness this is the best thing ever but you want to give it the best life that it can and it it feels a little different than a kid almost because it's more more of a partnership than you know like that kind of like child attachment i i don't have kids so i i can't speak to that really but at least from our perspective right it feels like I am agreeing just to do my best to take care of that dog. And when I take care of that dog, I just get so much joy and just love. And just, it just fills that need almost, right? It gives you that outlet. And it's just, it's, Brie always says, um, before we had a dog, you know, she'd always like scratch my beard and like just to put all of her energy into me. It's like, once we get a dog, that'll probably go down. And yeah, it, it has. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? You are still the love of her life, but she is yeah. as dedicated to you as she is to Delilah. And I'm okay with that. <laughs> <laughs> so would it be safe that's to what say? It's like, that's oh, yeah. what it's like having kids too, though. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. You know? it's, it's, it's a stage that you guys aren't even approaching yet, but be warned. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, you'll have to tell Bria that one. Uh, <laughs> um, so would it be safe to assume that Cooper is a big part of your like self-care routine or just one of those things that just helps you fill your cup at the end of the day? Yes. Yes, absolutely. Uh, I'm not really good at self-care. Never have. I'm still working on it. And I'll be 60 in May. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not a person who worries about how old I am because in my heart, I'm not that old. It's just a number. Mm -hmm. But um, I, I, I've not really ever been a really good self-care person until uh, probably the last not even i'm still not really good at it mm. i can't even say that i'm really i'm i'm good at self care <laughs> i'm good at taking care of everybody else but myself <laughs> oh my goodness preach cuz i'm like i'm the same way <laughs> I, like i i say oh good i have a, i have someone who's good at self care i can ask her so many questions <laughs> uh, yeah <clears throat> well I mean, I think it's interesting because we can just like, oh, Bria showing me pictures of, is that Cooper? Yeah. Oh, okay. Thank you. Thank you, Bria. Uh, <laughs> um, I think it's one of those things too. It's just, we, we learn so much more about what we need for ourselves as we grow and as we go through tough times, like 2020, like 2021 so far, right? Is just learning what works for us and understanding that process doesn't come fast. It's been like a, I guess a patience game as well as just a, a learning game. I know for me is, you know, I've just, I've, I've realized that what I used to do when I was a kid really is coming back into play and like playing video games, getting outside, getting some fresh air, exercise, things like that. I find that those things speak most to my self-care. What are some of your like go-to things that you do in your day to just, you know, give yourself some, some love and some care. Well, uh, one of them is having, um, my happy hour with my lady friends <laughs> in the neighborhood. Yes. 
so they're, they're just two other ladies in my happy hour. Um, one is uh, Don Clill, and she is the mother of a fella I went to high school with. Oh. Uh, well, she's the mother of four children, but her uh, youngest son I went to high school with. Okay. Uh, the other lady is uh, Joanne, and she's a year younger than I am. Uh, she just celebrated her 59th birthday today. And, uh, she's been a very good neighbor and friend of mine. Uh, I, we met when I was pregnant with Mason. And, uh, with COVID, um, you can't go visiting. You can't go out for dinner. You can't go anywhere right now. And I don't think any of us, in, including Dawn, who's going to be 85 in June, has ever experienced it, have ever had an opportunity to live this type of life. Mm. None of us have. The last person would have been somebody who was born uh, prior to uh, uh, 1918, where the Spanish flu was the big thing. Now, so therefore, uh, the the self-care that I take into this time is just being able to maybe once a week, especially during the winter in Ottawa. I mean, uh, we can have horrific winters here uh and we we can have very mild winters here and uh sadly the first year we didn't have a, a winter lewd water lewd we couldn't have a winter lewd because because of covid yeah. it was a beautiful it was a beautiful february the ice was fabulous on the canal yet we couldn't have it because of this covid mm. i don't uh, so for me it's just that one moment in the week, I can go and see a fresh face. I love my husband. <laughs> I love my daughter. I love my Cooper. But, you know, I like a fresh conversation. Yeah. And once a week, I get to do this with my happy hour girls mm-hmm. in a garage. Yeah. <laughs> so that's that's my one self-care thing that I do now. The other thing is... I really like uh, reading a good book. I found this by chance, great series of books. Uh, Lindsay was going to read it. Uh, She and I both had appointments in late fall. And so she was in the doctor's office and she had left her book behind. And I started flipping through the pages of this book. I was reading it and I went, oh, this is kind of fun. And she says, oh, you know, if you want to read it, mom, go ahead. And I just got caught onto the series and it was like one of those tur- uh, page turners mm-hmm. and I loved it. So reading a good book is another self-care. Watching an old movie or a new movie is one of my self-cares. Yeah. But really, communicating and reaching out to people is my biggest mm-hmm. self-care. Yeah. And that's one of the things that's really just become illuminated through all of this is the importance of those social connections and being able to just it's being grateful of the times that you do get to see people and hang out with people and and have those times. Because you think of like, if I told you, try and make someone as depressed as possible, you'd probably lock them up inside, say they can't see their friends and say there's a big, bad boogie thing outside, (laughs) which is pretty much the situation we're in. Correct. So when we can find those moments in time where we can see those people at a, you know, a respectable distance, maybe a mask on, whatever that looks like at this time, when we do have those moments, it can just mean the world. And yeah, I think it just, it just speaks to the importance of investing in those relationships and that's definitely an area that i can work on too because i am team introvert i'm team you know uh just kind of ghost everyone for a couple weeks and just do my own thing but 
it's when, when I do invest that time in those relationships, I do see those dividends. That's good. See, I'm, 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 I'm not, I'm not a true introvert at all whatsoever. In fact, I think most people would say that I'm an extrovert, that mm. I, I, I love to go out and reach out, you know, um, <clears throat> Uh, Trev has a very large family. And so when we get together in these large family situations, people really don't know who one another are, even though they're related. And so, but myself and my brother-in-law, Colin, we seem to bounce around all the people because I, I, I want to know who these people are. I want to know, uh, you know, uh, their experiences, uh, that they've had being a part of this family and, you know, uh, Trev will find himself comfortable and sit and be with one group of people and, and Mason and Lindsay are somewhat similar. They, they like to be, uh, cautious, you know, they'll, they'll reach out to who they really know because they've met them on more than one occasion. But if there's an absolute stranger there, they are, you know, on the more introverted side. They don't reach out and they don't go over to them and say, hi, I'm Helen and Trevor's son or daughter. Uh, who are you? Uh, but I'm, I'm out reaching out and trying to make everybody feel comfortable and, and want to be a part of the party. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I think it has somewhat also to do with the fact that I never, uh, it, deep dark down in my deepest soul, I never felt that I belonged anywhere because I was told at the very beginning of my life that I was adopted. And so when you're a very young person and you find this out and you let your imagination run away with you, um, I felt like, in the beginning, I do not feel that way now, but in the beginning, when you don't have a lot of uh, life experiences or knowledge, I felt like I was a little bit of garbage. Mm. Uh, she didn't want me, so she just dumped me on the doorstep kind of thing. And so I always wanted to feel like I wanted to belong. And so I think that's where the uh, the being an extrovert came from. Hmm. I wanted to be a part of everybody's life because I wasn't wanted in the beginning. So now I'm going to go out there and make everybody be a part of my life and want me to be a part of theirs. Mm -hmm. yeah. It's interesting how those, those things that come from childhood or like, you know, from the traumas can come the personality and the, just what makes you tick. And the uh, more that you can understand about yourself, just the more it makes sense. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, this has taken 60 years so far and I still, I still have no idea who I am. Mm. That's fair. I know that I'm a good person and I love everybody in my life, but I, I still really have a hard time really knowing uh, that I'm doing the right thing. Mm. I get told I'm doing the right thing, but it's, it's sometimes hard to believe that you're doing the right thing. Yeah. And I, I don't think I'd really trust someone who hundred percent thinks I'm doing the right thing. <laughs> Cause I feel like that's when life gives you a nice little tap on the butt, but um, yeah, no, I, I, I love all that. And just the growth that can come through the difficult times. Yeah. That's kind of been the theme of my last 365, I think is just, seeing how the tough times make tough people and try to just embrace that. Even when you know that it's difficult, just, you know, this difficult time too shall pass and just lean on the people around you when you can and be that person that people can lean on when you're having a good day, just doing what you can to get through it. Yeah. Like um, the biggest thing for me is that, uh, For, for the longest time, I kind of thought that 
I was the only one who could take care of my kids. Hmm. And, but when I saw Mason and Chelsea together and uh, moving on and celebrating their lives and committing to one another and, and moving in and starting a whole new life, just the two of them, it also made me realize that I'm not the most important person in his life, Mm. but he will always come back to me because he believes in me. He trusts me. And, uh, I, I did a good job as a mom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> you know, there, there, there are some moms out there who haven't done a good job, but that's, you know, that's not, not that I'm saying that there are a, a lot of bad moms out there, but you know, like there are some kids who've grown up who didn't have that point where the kid feels well enough and trust enough to come home mm-hmm. and say, I've had a shitty day and, you know, I've always wanted to know whether it's been a shitty day or a good day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. hundred percent. And I think this is a good as time as any people have heard my praises of Mason on this show. Do you want to just take a moment and just gush about how awesome your kids are? Oh, well then you <laughs> won't be able to shut me up. <laughs> no, that makes my job easy. <laughs> I mean, my kids are really good people and people say that good people come from good people. And, and I really hope that I am good people and Trev's good people. I mean, I don't think, it, I don't think I'd be married to Trevor for 34 years come August if he wasn't a good person, but my kids like, we did our best because everybody knows. And I mean, I can remember a couple of times when my kids were young, I, I would say to them, okay, you know what? I don't expect you to be perfect because I know I'm not perfect. So as long as you can tell me that you're not doing good or that this is not a good day, or I don't like what you just said to me, mom, uh, as long as you can do that, then everything's going to work out okay. Mm-hmm. And I think that, that that's kind of how and why we managed and, and have such a, a really good relationship now. Now, I will say, Mason is a mama's boy and Lindsay is a dada's girl. Mm. She's his princess. And Mason's my big bear. Mm -hmm. Like, and, and in a lot of times when you have, you know, one girl, one boy, mom and dad, you know, families, I think that kind of works out sometimes. Definitely has in this, in this circumstances. And it, and it makes, makes us work really well together. Uh, Mason, you know, he can tell me, mom, Mom, really? You're, no. (laughs) You need to understand that right now, that is not your best decision. And, and, you know, I step back and I think, okay, I guess I better think about this. And, uh, you know, Lindsay's done the same thing. Uh, We've all tried it with Trev, but Travis beats to his own drum. (laughs) <laughs> but he he he's he's actually probably the concrete. He's the concrete. He's the hard head. Uh, but everybody needs that. Everybody needs that really strong person. And he's you know he is that strong person. But deep down inside, I think he's just a bowl full of jelly. <laughs> Well, aren't we all just a bowl full of jelly at the end of the day? Well, kind of, you know, water. What are our bodies made out of? Bria, a whole lot of water. Mostly water. Yeah. So that's a bit jiggly. So yeah, I think we're all. 
Yeah. What'd you say? Yeah, what'd you say one more time in the mic? Mostly water, which technically, according to a TikTok science fella, water could be lava. Water could be lava. So we could be made of lava. That's fair. Um so that we, means we're all hot. We're yeah, we are all hot. That's that's for sure. No. Um <laughs> we're bowls full of hot jelly. That's what we are. That's what we are. All right. We figured it out. We solved life. I'm glad that we were able to do that. Um now one of the things that because I came into Mason's life and your life right around the time that you were retiring. Yeah. And I know for myself as one of the toughest transitions I had was when I went from playing sports to not playing sports like, you know, um, competitively anymore per se. Right. What was, what has this transition been like for you? I mean, I know it's not been a, a typical year by any means. Um, but what is that transition from working life to retirement been for you? And I, I know we touched on that, you know, identity piece a little bit earlier and I'm sure that comes into play a lot through this whole process well it kind of works out in the beginning you 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 work your last day everybody says goodbye everybody says good luck we'll see you soon and you wake up on Monday morning and you don't have to go to work but it kind of feels like the first day of vacation mm. And so the second day of vacation, the third day of vacation, the fourth day of vacation. Uh, when I was working full time, the longest period of time I ever took off was three weeks in a row. And I think I only did that once in 31 years of working. <laughs> Most of the time it was just two weeks, you know, and then a week here and then a few days here and a few days there, depending on how uh, how many days of vacation I had earned at the at the time. So, but clearly to the end of my career, I had five weeks holiday. So I could like take two weeks here, two weeks there, and then butter up a long weekend here and a long weekend there, which was great. But then 30 days passed and I'm still on vacation. <laughs> So it was a bit boring after that. Yeah. And and uh I I kind of at one point realized I miss my work family. Hmm. When you end up working for an establishment like I did, I worked for a financial institution and I worked there for 31 years. A lot of a lot of people and a lot of kids now will not work more than five, maybe 10 years at this job and then 10, eight years at that job. I don't think there are going to be any more uh, 30, 40 year careers mm. in, 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 in life for your generation and, and coming. Right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You, you'll be lucky if, if you end up in that good job. Chris Pierce might be one of the guys who ends up lucky in a job like that. Yeah. But then again, he also has such a variety of interests and knowledge that he may move on somewhere else. But anyhow, I got a good job in a company that I ended up getting a pension. And, and so I just stayed there. Mm -hmm. That doesn't happen anymore. But because I stayed there, I developed a family. And then I started missing that family. Yeah. I had kids. Well, <laughs> Mason's friends called me Mama Tim. And I, I think that stemmed from a bit of that. I didn't want to be called Mrs. Tim. And I don't think they really wanted to call me Helen. But Matt Nath came up with calling me mama tim and it stuck and so therefore uh that's who i became and they come to the bank and then the people that i was working with the kids 
you know, who were a little bit older, but around the same age, heard me being called Mama Tim. Well, the younger kids at work started calling me Mama Tim. <laughs> and it went on and it progressed. And, and then I got to the point where, okay, I'm going to retire. And now I'm no longer really Mama Tim because, you know, the boys are all out on their own. They've graduated or, you know, moved on to careers and work. And, and so I missed my work family. I missed the boys. I missed, I just missed everything that came from work. So it was a little bit depressing. Mm. And, and that's kind of what I was saying earlier is that, you know, I wake up in the morning and did I really have a purpose of getting out of bed? Mm. Well, maybe I'll watch Ellen. <laughs> oh, maybe I'll watch the next talk show. And then maybe I'll watch the afternoon news. So it got really, really bad. Mm. Uh, but then, like I said, you know, I woke up and I said, okay, I need a purpose. And little redhead came into my life. Yeah. But that was because I have uh, mental health weakness, I guess I could say. Every, every now and then there's a really dark spot that comes into my life, uh, but seasonal disorder. So depending on where a traumatic thing happens and where I am mentally, I can be, I can get really dark, but every now and then the light shines and things become normal again. And I have to say since Cooper, I haven't had very many dark moments. Mm. He's, he's been, he's been the bright light in my life. Mm. And then of course, some of your podcasts that I've heard earlier as well is that, you know, uh, life, life is, uh, uh, what did you have on there the other day that I listened to, uh, an emotional hangover. Yeah. You know, uh, Emotional hangovers comes from everything that I've just talked to you about. Retiring. There's an emotional hangover that comes from retiring, you know, but then there's the joy of not having to re report to anybody. Mm, yeah. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't have to report to anybody. I don't have to do anything I don't want to do. So then there comes the, the, the light and you, bake cookies and you start doing new recipes and you start, you know, trying new adventures. Like, but that, that's the whole thing about life is that, you know, you can, you can, um, you can buy a house, you can get married, you can have your first child, and then you can get super, super depressed that you just want to commit suicide because you don't think you're good enough. Hmm. and then uh, you move on you get good care and the next thing you know it everything is great and then you get on the roller coaster again and it dips down and then it comes back up again and it dips down i just bought a new car oh that's enough. an emotional yeah. that's an emotional high yeah i've never owned a brand new car my car that I'm going to pick up next week only has 13 kilometers on it. Wow. And what will the plate say? Mama Tim. Yeah, it will. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I told the boys at the, at the car dealership, I said, I have vanity plates that need to be transferred onto the new vehicle. Don't mess it up. <laughs> I love it. But you're, you're absolutely right. Is like I said, those, those ups and downs, they come. And when you're able to kind of zoom in on, yeah, you know what? I just had this big up, this up, big up moment. Like, I think it's just natural that I should be expecting a bit of a down moment. And just the more you can understand that and the less personally you can take that, right? I'm not feeling good. So I must be worthless. Like it's, that's exactly where my mind can go so quickly, but it's just understanding that natural up and down. And yeah. I think another thing you said there too, is just that word purpose. 
Right. And, and that's something that, you know, the nine to five grind, if you want to call it like that, like that can give you a purpose to get out of bed, to, you know, make some food, to do what you can, to go to bed at times time so you can get up in the morning and be a functional human. Once that purpose, like if it's like an external purpose, once that's gone, it can be hard to, you know, be that catalyst for yourself. But when yeah. you have that like intrinsic motivation and that intrinsic purpose, that's where some cool things can happen. So it sounds like you're kind of on that path right now of trying to add in more of that intrinsic purpose. Yep. And, and it's all purpose that I'm interested in. Mm. For instance, Cooper being a stud, it really had nothing to do with the fact that I wanted to, I wanted a dog that was going to be a stud. I contacted the breeder and I said, I'd really like one of your puppies. And she said, that would be great. Uh, what are you looking for? And I said, well, you know, I kind of want a boy. Um, and she said, well, would you be interested in being in my guardian program? And I went, well, what's a guardian program? And she says, well, it's where you take care of uh, the dog uh, for, and her contract is seven years. And the dog is yours to take care of. So I pay for all his regular shots and visits to the breeder, visits to the groomer. That's all my responsibility. But when it comes to anything in regards to uh, having his semen tested, uh, whether he has uh, an underlying uh vision issue and these are all things that are tested along during their years of being a breeding animal she's responsible for all of those and at the end of seven years she has him uh, neutered and then he's my dog forever and and i i just kind of looked at her and i said so well what do i what do i pay you for for the dog then and she goes, no, there's no cost at that point. She says, it's just the contract. <laughs> well, okay. <laughs> so, so I went home and I told Trevor about this breeding, the, the guardian contract with Cooper. And he said, okay, so how many times do you have to, you know, go out and take him to wherever he needs to go or have the female come here? And I said, I don't know. Well, it's been once a year, basically. Once a year, I've got to go uh, for a 20 minute drive, a half hour drive. Uh, the longest one was uh, 40 minutes. And, uh, you know, in Trev's words, he goes, he gets his jollies, comes home, puts his feet up, and has a smoke. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's, it's not, it's not a hard life, oh. you know, and I have a beautiful puppy and, uh, it's great. Yeah. Uh, and it gives me purpose. Yeah. My children still give me purpose as well, but not as much because I'm not as involved anymore. Yeah. But you know, my son, uh, he, he, uh, I don't. Was there uh have you had Mason on recently? Uh, yeah, we uh we had him on recently. So his winning his winning the uh, Ottawa Faces number one or I guess it's more like most popular RMT nah, he's the best. in Ottawa. No, nah, he's the best. <laughs> well, I know he's the best. Like yeah. his boss has mason treat him says a lot so that means i i, I think that means that you know his boss thinks he's pretty good too okay. i'd say <laughs> but yeah so you know I, I don't have a lot to do with you know his every day-to-day -day business but you know i still have huge proud moments as a parent and you know same with Lindsay. Uh, you know, she has had, uh, recovery moments and, and, uh, life moments. She's started a new course at Algonquin. Uh, so, and 
I get to say she's at this moment a straight A student. She has not gotten uh, anything lower than an A, and I'm probably, uh, no, I think an A. I know that she's gotten a couple of A pluses, but she's not gotten like an A minus or anything like that. So mm-hmm. I think at this moment, I can clearly and honestly say that Lindsay is a straight A student in her course right now. So I get to, you know, brag about that kind of thing too, but you know, that's just being a mom. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I don't, I don't have I don't have any input on that because it's her achievement. Mm -hmm. It's Mason's achievement, but I get to uh, pound my chest and flap my feathers. (laughs) You get that pride. I do. I get to do that, you know? So. Yeah. I mean, I think it's safe to say that you had a, a a solid hand in, in making them who they are. And I, I thank you for that because they're pretty awesome people. Well, when they attract pretty amazing people like you and Bria. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Bria's I mean, pretty awesome too. Yeah. I, I do remember when you and Mason uh, really struck uh, a good friendship. Uh, Mason was at a very roller coaster. Uh, part of his life Mm. and you were there for him and uh, I can say that uh, you know we're all pretty lucky that that's where he landed with you uh, as a friend well I'm glad I know I was definitely in need of uh, a friend in that time of my life as well so it's it's funny how those things work out truly yeah again you you never know where you're going to find that uh, diamond in the rough. Yeah, right. To quote a Disney movie. <laughs> hey, let it go, let it go. All <laughs> the other songs that we should know. Um, want to make a snowman? <laughs> yes, I would like to make a snowman. Uh, <laughs> come to Ottawa. We got lots of snow, baby. Okay, I'll come when it's safe. Actually, I I do miss Ontario. I haven't been there in a minute. I'll have to go back sometime. Oh, Mama Tim, we've been going for like forty minutes already. Okay. And we've been rolling. Um, I feel like we've only been scratching the surface here. Um, but it's also like 940 and I'm getting tired. So what we'll do, um, I'll ask you a couple of questions. We'll wrap it up, but we we're gonna oh, get you on here really quick again okay. and we'll we'll have more fun. Oh, I don't know about that. But anyhow, <laughs> are you gonna give me those uh questions that stump Mason every now and then and he becomes a robot? Yes. Oh great. Okay, go for it. Mama Tim, what's one tip you have for a satisfying and healthy life? The one tip, because I've lived a bit of a life compared to, I don't know how, I don't know if I'm the oldest interview you've done on your show. Probably not. Uh, I might be older than Bria's dad. No, I think um, when I interviewed my professors, um, Michael and Donna Jackson, that might have been um, the oldest. Okay. So I am Deborah. Deborah, my apologies. Okay. Um, But I am a senior interview. So my my thing is ask me the question again. What is one tip you have for a satisfying and healthy life? Be true to yourself mm. and love yourself and, and know that the mistakes you make, make you a better person. Mm. I like that. It's, it's, it's funny how we can live our lives trying to like reduce the amount that we can be wrong or that we can fail or that we can be stuck in that awkward situation. But it's those times that can really help us to grow. Absolutely. They make you realize who you are and what you can do yeah. and what you can survive. Yeah. Hey, 2020 looking at you. (laughs) (laughs) 
Uh, I love it. And and the beginning of 2021. Yeah. Who no. knows? Yeah, we don't know when it's going to end, but I do know that when you have the right people around you and you know, you do what you can for yourself when you're not feeling good and you be there for others when they're not feeling the best themselves, we're going to get through it. And I, I would uh I would consider the Tims some of them people that I like to keep in my thank corner. You. So thank you for being there for me through all this. I do appreciate it. And I love your little text messages every now and then just with the hearts and the bears and all that good stuff. Oh yeah. I'm sorry about not winning the Super Bowl this year. Yeah, it is what it is. <laughs> Lindsay, Lindsay, I said to Lindsay, hey, what are you going to talk about with Ty on the show? I don't know, but I'm going to give him my condolences about the chief losing the super bowl he says mom you're gonna make him cry at the beginning of the show no i'll wait till the end <laughs> so i waited until the end i appreciate that no i you're very welcome I, that I, is I, something I, we yeah that is something we can talk about again because i'm i'm not as i'm i'm not as educated and as knowledgeable as mason is with players and whatnot but i love nfl football mm-hmm big lions gal yeah okay thanks for sharing that <laughs> hey hey I, if you want to air am, some laundry here we're gonna <laughs> well okay so i have a perfect record as a lions fan and there is nobody out there in the league who has my perfect record mm. and that is an Owen 16 season and yeah, i'm proud of that yeah, yeah. And actually, I forgot to I forgot to find out. I don't even know whether the last time I won a championship, whether it was a whether it was I think it was in a separated football right uh, division because right. NFL became one out of the two, right? Yeah, there was and the I AFL and the NFL. NFL, and so I think it was still a separated NFL AFL is the last time I actually won a championship mm. as well. So. Hey, it's a badge <laughs> of honor. I, that, that says I was here through the tough times, <laughs> that, you know, as, that is correct. As tough as watching Calvin Johnson is anyways. Um, oh, hall of famer. Yep. So mama Tim, is there <laughs> anywhere online that people can find you or would you just oh. redirect them to Mason? Well, the only place that I'm on social media is Facebook. Uh-huh. So people and can so watch I from afar. You... <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, that's the only, uh, I, I don't have a handle. I don't, uh, what's my son? MT underscore. Underscore RMT. Yeah, yes. So I don't have anything like that. I'm just telling Tim on Facebook. Okay. Well, go, um, go send your Helen love to Mason. Go, I will. um, go, uh, if you're listening right now, go over to MT underscore the underscore RMT and, uh, shoot him a DM that just says Calvin Johnson, H O F. Just send him that and we'll see if he can figure out why he's getting those messages. Um, Mama Tim, really <laughs> quick, what's something you're grateful for? I'm grateful for uh, I'm grateful for the woman who gave me up for adoption to give me the life I have today. Hmm. Hmm. That's deep. That's yeah. the next story. That's deep and that's a tease for the next podcast. <laughs> yeah. Mama Tim, but, I love yeah. you so much. I um I really appreciate you coming on the show today and I can't wait to to give you a big hug once I see you again. I can't wait for a little bear hug. Oh, yeah. Not so little anymore, though. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, uh, we'll chat in a second here once we get off the podcast. But uh, just I wish you the best. Every, everyone who's listening, if you felt uh, if you felt the love that I'm giving Mama Tim right now, go show that to yourself today. Go find a way to show yourself some love, show yourself some self-love, some self-care. And just have a great day, everyone. You want to say bye to the people, Mama Tim? Bye, people. Love yourself. <laughs> hug yourself and those around you. Couldn't have said it better myself. Bye, everyone. <laughs>